is like a moment from a horror movie. You have been hanging out in the wrong clubs, Mr. Wayne. I've seen this movie. Smoke and mirrors, guys. Welcome to the movie factory. Join the club. We've got jackets. And you stole it from a movie. We want you in our club, kid. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Burke Reviews Movie Club. I'm John Burke, and with me, as always, Corey Starr. Hello, hello. And we are here this week to wrap up the Bromance Month, and we're going to be talking about a classic beloved duo, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid, Corey's first viewing of it, my, I don't know, third or fourth, um, it's a favorite. And uh, before we get into our last film from February 2021, we like to talk about what's been going on since the last time we recorded, which wasn't that long ago, <laughs> and what other movies we've been watching since then, um, and or anything we've been watching. So Corey, how you doing? I'm fine. I've been really busy. <laughs> um, I have a short week, though, so I'm excited about that. Hey, short weeks are always nice. Um, it, it, that's a good thing. and you've, You're going to get to see some family this week, I believe. Yes, super excited. That's always good. Um, and we are uh, over here, over at Casa de la Burke. Um, my daughter uh, decided to come back to on-campus learning this week. Oh, um, because, you know, a lot of a lot of students are needing to uh, be in the classroom for a multitude of reasons. Uh, you know, sometimes it's just it, you know, like work is where you work and home is where you're home. And yeah. for them, the lines got blurred and Separate. it's not been easy for everybody. Um, so, you know, for for some, it just it, hel- it feels more natural to do schoolwork at school. And, uh, yeah, so that's kind of the, the, the biggest thing that happened this weekend. Um, we, we, usually we record every Friday listener, but this, uh, week, because Corey's got a short week and some family coming in, we're recording just a few days after we recorded our last episode. So, um, not as much has happened because it's only been a couple of days and, uh, it did just start to rain since we often do a weather report on this <laughs> podcast. Um, so, uh, I was, I literally, I had to swap vehicles out right before, um, recording because uh I, I need my truck to be in the back because i leave early compared to everybody else so um so yeah i i just i was waiting on taylor to pull in from work and um it started drizzling i was like oh all right i guess so rain that's what we're gonna do is it is that what we're gonna do um one thing that i have not watched but i'm kind of excited to try to watch uh disney plus just added the muppet show um like the old episodes of the muppet show that i grew up like watching i had like recordings on vhs cassettes i don't even know where they came from to be honest i had a bunch of them and i don't feel like my family recorded them so we must have got them like a yard sale or something like um but i used to watch them all the time and i loved them as a kid and i haven't seen them in years and uh a dude on tiktok like just posted um a whole video of uh harry belafonte singing deo um and it's like it's a it was it took like six tiktoks to get the whole scene and it was just great um and i was like man i really gotta go back and rewatch this so i think i want to start throwing those on in the background when i'm like just working or whatever because fond memories and uh you know the muppets are always fun like even although uh there is a, a disclaimer because you know some of their content isn't gonna age well uh jokes and might be on the more offensive side nowadays uh by comparison which Apparently Disney's adding that to a bunch of content um, on their their older stuff, uh, which is, I, I'm cool. I have no issue with anyways, but I also I, I like the idea of not just like removing it, but acknowledging that, yeah, some of the stuff is problematic. Please be aware that, you know, uh, we are changing for the better now. But, you know, rather than remove content entirely, we're, we're opting to uh, just put this little, little text in the front. So uh, something I want to check out in the near future. So uh, we'll move into what we've been watching. Corey, have you have you had time to watch anything other than Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid? Not much. I'm still making uh, my way through uh, Shit's Creek. Mm. So funny. <laughs> like, I've seen a lot of sketches on TikTok, but that's the gist of my uh, my skill set or my knowledge of it. It's like, have you ever seen a show where you can like just empathize with every single character? Like. I'm not a rich, you know, dirty rich person who's now broke or anything, but I don't know. There are just so many different aspects of their personalities or, I don't know, ways they handle things or their responses and stuff. And, um, but it's one of those, like, sitcoms that you can't, like, look at your phone or be doing anything else because so much is Mm. happening. So I don't think it's a good, unless you've seen it at least once or twice before because there's just so much and they're really short episodes which is surprising to me because there's so much packed into them but yeah i'm enjoying that yeah um 
I don't know. I did. I've sitcoms. The thing with sitcoms for me is I like to rewatch sitcoms anyways. So I'd be inclined yeah. to like do whatever I'm doing. And then next time, hopefully I'll catch something, you know, because like I've seen friends. I can't say how many times I've probably watched that. I wouldn't say I've seen the complete series over and over again, but I've seen episodes many, many times, right? Like I reruns for, for days on that show. And I still, every once in a while, will either have forgotten something and it'll feel like the first time I've ever seen it, or I, it is legitimately the first time I actually was watching at that moment and caught it or whatever. And then there are scenes that I can quote verbatim, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but so I, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping to give that show a watch. There's so many shows I want to try. I just... I get overwhelmed with series and commitment and because of that, because sometimes I do feel like I got to really watch it versus just have it on in the background. But um, is that all, is that it? Just shit's Creek? Yes. So uh, I thought I had a couple more movies, but I don't. Um, I, I only I watched Butch Cassidy and then uh, we're getting ready for 1985 for movie astrology. And so I'm, I'm doing a lot of homework uh, more than normal because there's. Uh, the top 10 is really disappointing uh, outside of like the number one movie, which is Back to the Future. And I've seen, I, I mean, I can't even say how many times I've seen Back to the Future. It's been one of my favorite movies since probably 1987 or so, because I had it on VHS. Um, really wanted to learn how to skateboard. Never, never did because of that movie. But um, I have a lot of gaps outside of the top 10. Uh, I had a couple on the top 10, but there's some movies that I like I've always known about and, or have been aware of and I've wanted to see. Um, so I'm trying to like work my way through stuff. And uh, so I watched Rambo first blood part two, which is uh, in the top 10 uh, for 1985. Uh, Cause it's the top 10 is box office. So that's how that's oh, okay. the top 10 we're using. Um, and it's a sequel to a beloved movie. I actually, I don't think I've ever seen first blood, which I thought I had, but now that I saw first blood, part two this is definitely the one i i the most familiar with um partly pretty sure my mom took me to the theater for all of these movies um i i 100 saw rocky four in the theater um and then I, i'm pretty sure i saw rambo first blood part two in the theater but if not we watched it at home a lot and i even had the little green jewel necklace um as a kid like a little toy i don't know why they had rambo toys for kids because that movie is like definitely not for kids but they had Rambo toys for kids in the eighties. Um, I mean, I feel like I feel like we were raised on violence. I mean, let's yeah. talk about how popular wrestling was back then. Uh, big time wrestling fan, especially then. We didn't um, know it was fake when we were kids. No, I didn't. No, I totally thought it was real. Um, I would get mad when people would say it was fake because I was like a hardcore fan of wrestling and. Up until, I mean, honestly, I'm still technically a fan. I don't watch it. I haven't watched it, like, for, really for probably almost nine years or so now. Seven years or so. But I go in, like, waves, so I might end up back in it one day. And I definitely, I've watched pay-per-views periodically over the last couple of years because uh, of their their WWE network, including the pay-per-views. So it's much cheaper to have access to oh, them. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, like, and, you know, not that I would ever borrow anybody's password. But if one were to do so, then it's almost like well, it's nothing. I remember... Uh, even like probably fifteen or twenty years ago, those were so expensive. I oh, remember yeah. my dad forty bucks pay... minimum. Oh yeah, sixty, a hundred dollars because my brother was like, super into that stuff. Yeah, big time. I, I we used to do like uh, either myself or a friend. We would have like house party for pay per view. Everyone throw in ten bucks or whatever. And we bring oh, pizza, or whatever. Um, and that I mean, because we were all wrestling fans. I mean, we uh, we used to go to a local um sports bar back in like early 2000s uh my the same group that we would do the pay-per-views and watch wrestling pay-per-views or uh wrestling like monday night raw at the sports bar and like other people would be there for football we're like can we put the wrestling on the big tv like you know and they're like what it's monday night football we're like yeah so what it's only for like three weeks wrestling's every week for the entire no year it doesn't stop yeah it's <laughs> non-stop guys um no yeah so totally uh which um so rambo first blood part two is real bad though, by the way horrible movie like it's it's pretty awful uh, it's it's crazy by comparison because I, I again have not seen First Blood, but I am very aware of why First Blood's supposed to be really good and this kind of contemplative like thing of violence and PTSD and whatever because he's it's post war, but him trying to like reacclimate himself and then there is violence because it's Rambo, but R Rambo Two is like him being inserted back into Vietnam and it's it's problematic in a lot of ways, um, but also just like some of the dialogue is like super cheesy and um, uh, it, it, it's man it also has uh, to be fair it has my view of the movie is skewed horribly because i grew up watching the hot shots uh parody movies so hot shots one is mostly top gun 
which I really need to rewatch now because I don't think I'd seen Top Gun prior to, to watching Hot Shots Part 1, so I definitely oh, didn't get all the jokes. Um, and then Hot Shots Part 2, or Hot Shots Part 2, as it is actually spelled and pronounced, uh, is mainly Rambo 2 and Rambo 3. And I so I've seen that several times and knew it was referencing Rambo, but like to now see it, I'm just like, oh yeah, man, they really like shot for shot at times, like re- redo things. Um, but so that was kind of a not so good experience. But then tonight, uh, there were two movies on my radar I wanted to watch from 85 that um, one's a John Cusack film called Better Off Dead. And then uh, one is um, uh, William Friedkin's movie To Live and Die in L.A. And neither of which are readily available on streaming and, and not just like a streaming service. I mean, you can't even get them digitally rent by, et cetera. What? And yeah, it's they're like just not available, um, at least not on any of the. I have all the major services, and then I have you know Vudu and iTunes, and, and like those were not that you can't rent or buy them on those services. And I'm like looking, I have my collection sorted on a spreadsheet, and I, I swore I had bought Better Off Dead years ago. Like, I think even when I worked at FYE, I think I bought it used. And I just never watched it. And I'm like fairly confident. I search my spreadsheet and it doesn't pop up. I'm like, man, I swore I had that movie. And then um, I, I don't have as good of an organization with my Blu-ray collection. Like my DVDs are, are very much organized on a spreadsheet. My Blu-rays are more like I can see them on my shelf. So I have to go look. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure I got to live and die in LA from like Family Dollar or something like a, a couple years ago. And so I'm like looking for my shelf. Finally found that one. I'm like, cool. Okay, I have that one. I'm going to watch that. So I watched that tonight. And then I realized what I did wrong on my spreadsheets. I had recently updated my spreadsheet and divided my DVDs into three different tabs. And so I only searched one of the tabs. Oh. And then I do have Better Off Dead. So oh, I'm good. like, sweet. The two movies I couldn't get, I already own. So the benefit of buying DVDs at, at every chance I can find them for like under five bucks. If I find a movie, because I think I paid three bucks for to, to Live and Die in L.A., uh, which I literally opened tonight. It was still wrapped in the, the bad plastic from the Family Dollar or Dollar General bin. And then uh, better, better off dead was in my my binders, but um, I, I I'm I'm still confident I've had that for like ten years, so I'm finally gonna watch it. Um, it's, it's good to check off these movies that I've had for so long and just didn't get to. And it's one of the things I like doing astrology is um and and movie club. It it makes me you know pick movies um that maybe I wouldn't rush to right away. Like I don't know if I would have rushed to better off dead, but because I'm I'm covering the year that it came out, it's like hey I own it what better time to watch it than right now you know and then with movie club our themes kind of push us to to find movies like to me i found a gem last week with the fisher king a movie that i had no idea existed now i'm like man i really like that movie glad i own it now like you know check um same thing uh after hours the scorsese film i watched uh which i talked about in our last episode that i watched right before we recorded another one i'm really glad to own now um i mean i'm, I'm a scorsese fan in general uh, one I'm not glad to own is Out of Africa because I'm never watching that again. Mm-mm. That is a boring movie. Uh, and again, I like a romance, but man, mm-mm. that movie's. If I could, if I could return a digital purchase, that would happen. Uh, I should email Voodoo. I'd like, I'd like my money back. Please. This is so um, bad. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't plan on rewatching this. Can we trade for can something else that I will watch? <laughs> yeah, yeah like, can we do I, the I, rental I, fee instead? <laughs> I have a lot of movies, you guys. Like, I think you could you could give me one. You know what I'm saying? Like, give me one return. Um, have not complained before. <laughs> yeah, I, I've been. I've literally been a, like a, a voodoo user since you started. Like that, I was. I had to be one of the first people. Um, like, I have. I own movies on that service because they were giving you digital cop. Like, they're like, hey, thanks for signing up. Here's three free movies. Like, I have those. Heck. I've been a part of this for a long time and i think they, they weren't movies i would have ever bought mind you like but they're like here here's 10 movies to choose from I'm like well i guess i'll take he's not that into you but um cool Spoiler uh, becomes his favorite movie anyways <laughs> i don't hate that movie it's not good it's got way too much going on it's one of those like where there's like 20 people and they're all like interwoven together by some way and it's all like it's crash what? it's like uh not quite crash but like um valentine's day or uh, uh new year's day those two movies where there's like 10 couples and like what's happening to them at those times and then um it's the one i can't think of but it was just on the tip of my tongue um oh uh the 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 christmas movie with the signs with uh rick from the walking dead holds up all the signs to his friend's girlfriend kira knightley is the girl I why can't i think of what it's called it's such a popular movie. I cannot think of what it is, but it's the same premise. Essentially. It's just like a bunch of couples and like, there's an example of like a couple that works and a couple that doesn't work, but somehow keeps staying together. And then there's this one and this, you know, it's like all these examples of what couples could be. It, it kind of is. Why can't I think of what that movie's called? It is such a beloved movie. Love actually. 
Love oh, Actually is it. the movie. Um, it's people love it. It's it's fine. Um, and then there's the Rick character who's a complete horrible person who would like, like he his best friend's girl. He like shows up and like holds up all these signs to her quietly while the best friend's in the house so that she knows he loves her. It's so messed up. Like <laughs> it is unbelievably like what what kind of friend are you? Like one, if you really love her that much, maybe you should have said something to your friend before he like got serious with her. And then two, don't say anything now because you're going to ruin everything. Like, as if you end up with her, friendship's over. Yeah. yeah sorry. This is not the Love Actually podcast, but nonetheless. Um, <laughs> and I'm sure there's other people who've covered this far better than I'm going to in the 30 seconds I'm going to talk about a movie I did not recently watch. But that said, um, that's what we've been watching since our last recording and some things that I plan on watching. I'm going to be watching Better Off Dead uh, probably tomorrow or Friday. Actually, one last thing. Um, I am a big fan of a podcast called Blank Check with Griffin and David. I've talked I about no them idea. many times <laughs> and I will always do so because I, I, if you're listening to this podcast and not them, you will love them. Uh, that They're two separate things. We don't do the same thing, but we, we obsess over movies and that's why I love their podcast. But um, I am a Patreon subscriber to them and so I get uh, commentaries, right? Uh, their first set of commentaries uh, was they did all the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So I listened to all those um and then they did um what did they do after that they've done a few other things since then uh, their most recent uh that has completed was the crocodile dundee movies uh they did kind of as a as a lark um it was very funny to listen to them i did not i did actually purchase the tr- the trilogy it is a trilogy oh. um i have not watched any of them except i did see the first one as a kid but that's the only one i've ever seen um but i did listen to all the commentaries very very funny but uh they're just starting the original star trek movies and I've only seen Wrath of Khan. And so um, I, I've listened to the first 30 minutes of the first movie, the Star Trek motion picture. But I've watched the first 45 minutes of the movie. And I'm going to be like, I, I feel like I didn't need to sit and like watch it because I know enough about Star Trek that I'm like, I'm not, I don't need to like see it all in one setting, which is usually how I prefer to watch movies. So I just kind of threw it on this morning when I was working and it was like watching it. But um, I got to say, as I've always heard the first one's really bad and that it's, you know, uh, especially... It comes out two years after Star Wars, and so by comparison, they are very, very different style of sci-fi. But I, I'm enjoying what I saw so far of this one. Um, you know, I, I have never watched the original series. I'm not a big Star Trek fan. Like I watched Next Generation as a kid for a little while. My mom was into it, so we, it would be on. And then uh, I am a fan of the Abrams. Well, technically not a trilogy because he didn't do the third movie. Juan did, but. I like Star Trek Beyond. I know a lot of Star Trek fans really hated that one, but I, I had like a blast with that. I do too. Um, it, uh, there's there's issues with Into Darkness, but I don't hate it as much as a lot of other people hate it. That's why I watched Wrath of Khan, though, because I knew that one was like a, a play on Khan, so I, I wanted to have the reference points. Um, and so that's the only one I've seen, uh, but I am, I'm probably going to rewatch it because I found out Hulu has all five um, of the uh, original Star It might have everything. So I think it has the original series to stream as well. So it just might have Star Trek on Hulu. Um, but uh, I don't know. But they're only doing this group right now. They're going to stop with the original series. And then like at some point they might do the next generation movies and they might do the the JJ Bad Robot trilogy at some point or whatever. But um, so I, I am technically I've watched part of Star Trek. I'm going to probably finish it over the next couple of days and finish the episode of the podcast. Um, I usually don't because with the commentaries, they do a good enough job of like giving me information about the movie where I don't feel like I always have to watch it or I've seen the movie enough that I've never like watched the movie with the commentary playing. I'm content with just listening to them talk about a movie I'm familiar with. Um, like with all the Marvel movies, I've seen all the Marvel movies. I'm good. I don't need to rewatch it to, to get what they're referring to or whatever. But um, but yeah, so that was the last thing I've been watching. Thanks. Um, that said, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to get into our review of Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Hey, this is Matt from What I Watch Tonight. Come join me in the back row for movie discussion, retrospective episodes with guests, director focus shows, end of year rankings, start of the year predictions, and much, much more. There's more going on in the back row than you might think. Alright, so, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid came out in 1969, uh, stars some people you might have heard of, Paul Newman, Robert Redford, Catherine Ross, um, and then we're going to list a few other people here that are, I guess, high enough on the cast list. Strother Martin, Henry Jones, Jeff Corey, George Firth, Cloris Leachman. That's the name I actually do know. Ted Cassidy, Kenneth Mars, and we'll stop there. 
uh, directed by George Roy Hill, um, written by William Goldman. George Roy Hill, you might also know of films like The Sting that we watched on this podcast not that long ago, um, Slapshot, and Slaughterhouse Five. Now, um, I was watching this, uh, I don't know, it was probably a year or two ago for the first time, and I was probably halfway through the movie when I had a revelation. I was like, oh my god, I just realized why they call it the Sundance Film Festival. <laughs> Like, it never connected those two dots. Like, I knew Robert Redford was responsible for Sundance. Honestly, up until that point, and I had never looked at where Sundance was, because in my for a long time, it was never... I knew it was in Utah, but I assumed the city was Sundance. That was my assumption, which it is not. Uh, is I've now city? Park City? It's Park yep. City. Um, and I'm like, I, I've known that for a few years now, but for a long time, I never knew. I just was like, assume that Sundance must be called Sundance. Because, right, isn't, I, I want to sound dumb. Is the Cannes Film Festival in a place called Cannes, or is that also not the case? I uh, that it was, but I don't know. I feel like it was, but now I'm like, well, I could be completely wrong on that, too. But to be fair, Toronto International Film Festival, Florida Film Festival, is, you know, a lot of the festivals just take the city name that they're in. And there you go. So watching this movie for the first time and like making that connection, I'm like, oh, wow, I feel really dumb. Like, I don't know that I've ever felt that like it was right in front of you the entire time. Because even though I hadn't seen the movie, I knew that Robert Redford was in that movie and it never clicked. Um, but uh, I've since watched this a few other times. I've taught this film um, to some students who really, really liked it. Uh, and mostly a few don't. Not everybody clicks with Westerns. I have found that Westerns were a genre that I used to assume I would not enjoy. And I have grown to, to uh, like many of them. I still, I, it's not a guarantee that I'm going to like a Western. Um, but I've learned that about myself in all genres. Uh, there's not one genre that always, always works for me. There are, I would say if there's one that comes close, it is the romantic comedy. That is one very rarely do I uh, completely disconnect from it. Not to say there haven't been a few that have been like, what happened? But more often than not, even the bad ones, I can find some joy in the humor or, or the, the the characters or whatever. But um, this movie, I, I'm a big fan of. And I've I've really grown to love Robert Redford so, so much. Um, the more I've, I've seen him, I have not loved every movie he's in. But I've liked more than not. And I generally like him, um, even if I don't love the movie Out of Africa. Um, I was waiting for that. <laughs> and yeah, yeah. Um, recent watch that i was like oh i really thought Why? he would save this he didn't um but then like uh you have you have not seen this but you've seen a few redford films including old man in the gun oh, I love which that movie. if you if you rewatch it you will see uh, uh that david lowry pays a lot of homage to redford's other work but specifically this film some of the text that he uses like is the exact same fonts he freeze frames at similar times and I, I'm not mistaken, I think some of the, the, the images of him as a young man that you see in Old Man and the Gun are from either this movie or from some of his other old films. So Lowry, I mean, Lowry is a film buff, oh. too. He's not just a director. So he he is definitely, he knows he's working with, like, a legend that he probably loved growing up with. And uh, he pulls that into Old Man and the Gun. But Will what did you think of his new movie? Oh, Green Knight, one day, A24 hook up the podcast you know what i'm saying like let us we love you. We'll review it right now you know we can do an interview with lowry like we're we're in um you want dev patel to hang out we're down you know uh we'll wear masks whatever we got to do um we're in uh but aside from that what were your thoughts of butch cassidy and the sundance kid I enjoyed it a lot um i can't wait to talk about the scene i okay. don't dislike westerns they don't all work for me i Two before we started watching some, and I mean, I feel like though, you know, my favorite thing about westerns is like the landscapes. I know that probably mm -hmm. sounds dumb to some people, but I love it so much. I think it's so beautiful. I just love when they pan. You know, I just love it a lot. But I feel like this movie would... I wish that it was more crisp. I know it's an old movie. It's from 69, right? But I, yeah. I just feel like that's just one thing that I wish was better. It's like I can't hold the movie at a fault because it is older. But you know what I mean? I yeah. I just wish that that were better. Um, but I, I really liked the... Um, I'm going to say there are three important characters. Maybe yeah. um, Catherine isn't like a main character but i i liked her a lot well, now we've seen her in one other movie that we've reviewed for sure you know what it is was it that oh why can't i it was the other western that we watched right the weird one that i picked was um, that it ooh, 
you know what? I don't know for sure. That's not the one I was thinking of. So now I'm like, oh wait, is there two? I don't think she's in that one. Without me, I can't think of what that one's called. That was uh with with uh Warren Beatty. Um, <gasps> she's in the graduate. The graduate. Uh, is what I was going for. Yeah, I don't see the other movie, so I don't think so, because I think that was after Butch Cassidy. Okay. What was that called? It, uh, something and something. There you go. That's a good that title. Something and something. Um, but I no. But she she totally has the look of that movie in this movie, so I totally see why one would think that. Okay, so it, it is always kind of tough, because I don't know when spoilers really kick in, because if we're holding off to talk about the scene, then I the scene that I was about to ask about was, is literally right before it. So I'm like, well, maybe that, that's still technically a spoiler. But um, if you aren't familiar, listeners, Butch Cassidy and Sundance Kid, uh, this is the synopsis from IMDb. Wyoming, early 1900s, Butch Cassidy and Sundance Kid are the leaders of a band of outlaws. After a train robbery goes wrong, they find themselves on the run with a posse hard, uh, hard on their heels. That's a weird, isn't it hot on their heels? Um, their solution, escape to Bolivia. Now, that's a spoiler, IMDb. Um, I mean, technically, I guess that's when things really kick off. But at the same time, they don't immediately go to Bolivia because that's like the middle of the movie. But mm-hmm. I feel like the synopsises are getting a little too bold with what they include. It's McCabe and Mrs. Miller, by the way, if anybody that's wants it. to watch it. I was like, I knew it was two M names and I could not pull yeah. what they were. Oh, yeah, that's not um, her. No. But in this movie, her look would totally mesh with that. Um, so that is... Um, it's. I really like this movie. Corey's uh, into it as well. We're going to go ahead and get into spoilers so we can talk about the details that we want to get into without potentially ruining anything. This movie is available to watch, I think, on Prime, if I'm not mistaken. Now I feel like I might be. You can definitely rent it on Amazon, though, if, if I am wrong. I'm going to confirm before I uh, you know make somebody disappointed that they're like, oh, I have Prime and it wasn't there. Um, but it is, of course, available to rent or purchase. It is not. It's currently not streaming on any service. It does come and go because I feel like the first time I watched it, I didn't have to buy it. And then I bought it because I liked it, um, which now I'm glad because you know, I was able to rewatch it easily. Well, with that, let's get into spoilers. Guys, from here on out, we're going to talk about this movie in great detail. You have been warned. So um, the scene that I referenced, uh, I assume you know which scene I was talking about. What, what was it? I mean, it's the raindrops keep falling on our head. The bicycle yeah. scene. Such a right. good scene. You would think, like, talking about it, that it would seem out of place, but it's not out of place at all. It's so fun. I love, like, how it sets up the relationship that they have with um, Catherine in the movie. I I don't know. I just thought it was fun. <laughs> oh, it is. It's so great. Um, it is It is severely out of place uh, in the Western, though, right? Because it, it, it goes against the time period in every way. Um, and that's what was so like the first time I watched this, I'm like, wait, what, what's happening? Like, is this, is this real? Is this a, I was like, I thought this was a Western. And then I'm like, wait, it is a, what, what is going on? I was very thrown, but in like the best way. Cause it is, it is different. Um, the song is fun. It also, it does kind of set up this, it's not quite a love triangle, but there is a, there is clearly like love around. It's not just, um, her with, uh, with Sundance, you know, there is this connection but how cool of an opening to this movie though by the way like when we meet sundance in the poker game um and the guys like tries him and the way they they shoot it where we're like just seeing the the other guy from the hip we never see his face right away we're just seeing him he stands up we're looking from his gun at sundance who just looks more annoyed than anything he doesn't look intimidated or threatened at all and the color too it's like it's drained and it slowly we because when the movie started, the first time I was like, is this in black and white? Which my students did the same thing. Is this in black and white? Oh, God. <laughs> I'm like, calm down. Everybody it's going to be all right. Um, but, you know, and then we get slowly get the color back as as we get into the scene. But him shooting, I love the way he shoots, that he doesn't shoot just standing up, that he, like, spins and, like, ducks. And, like, it's just everything about the introduction to, to Butch and Sundance is just awesome. I love um, that. And, like. Well, I didn't know you are yeah. the Sundance kid. And then he, like, backs off. Yeah, he's like, he, he tries real hard to back off. and just like, uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. He's like, well, you can <laughs> sit and play if you want. <laughs> well, I love everything about both of these guys because, like, Sundance is this total cool, quiet badass. And then Butch is this fast-talking, very polite, cordial, but 
he's like a he's like a, a I don't know if it's like a snake is the right thing, but he'll strike suddenly, right? Like you you think you you got this guy figured out, and it's like no 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 you don't. Like he he's he's formulating a plan while he's running his mouth. Like he's not just running his mouth. And like when when he's challenged by the guy in the gang, and he's like we gotta talk about the rules of the knife fight. And he's, there's no rules. Fine, and he kicks him in the nuts. It's just like okay, maybe choose your words better, guy. <laughs> um. I just love that because it also it gives him a little bit of freedom to still be a heroic figure and still fight dirty there because the guy said there's no rules before he you know hits him so it's like oh well the guy set the the, the standard so he just followed what was a, what was outlined in front of him. Um, I think they do. I love such a good job with like injecting the humor into the movie, but not like taking it out of the moment i guess it, yeah it just feels like that's who these guys are yeah. right it's just there's there's charm and there's uh there's they're having fun i mean that's i think part of what we're supposed to take from these outlaws is that they they do this partly for fun it's how they get their kicks and it's like whether or not you agree with that they are have you can tell they're having a good time when they're in the midst of those events even when they're scared even when they're running for them li- their lives they are still like trying to make the most of it, and that they feel alive. It, it is clear. Um, oh, mostly makes, that did make me think of of um, Old Man and the Gun, mm, which yes. not trying to do spoilers for that movie, but I love that movie, and I did think about that. Yeah, and it's Redford has that charm about him. Um, there's this like naturalistic wit that comes from both him and, and Newman that I just think is so charming and so endearing to this film. One of the reasons I love their friendship too. Um, again, that scene where he's challenged and uh, the guy's like, "Not you, Sundance." Like everyone's like, "Don't." If you're involved, you we're say. all doomed. You, yeah, you hang back. But like, and Butch just basically like you know shoot him, and he's like, "Yeah, all right, I got you." You know, but. Um, the first another thing that I, this movie's really good at, at making you think they're worse than they are because when he first meets when we when we first meet um Catherine's character whose name is is it Etta yeah Etta yes place I keep, it's I like, keep getting like, mixed up if her name is Etta or it's Etta Etta place it's it says Etta yeah at at a place is, it feels like that's a pun almost like it's at a place what place you know at a place oh all right um. <laughs> But it, like it looks like Sundance is like gonna rape this woman, and it's really twisted and dark. And then it's like, oh no, they're they're together, and he's That's just messing. But I was I was watching I'm like Corey's yeah, gonna be really bad. Gonna she's gonna say this is, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, I was like, I, I was like, I wonder what she she thought about that because it is like it's a dark joke essentially. But again, it's it's clear like there's no actual malice there or anything. Yeah, and it's early enough in the movie too that you don't really know them that well yet. No, like. yeah, I was it, it was not me. out of the realm of possibility that he's that guy, but but we're, yeah. we're fortunate he's not that guy. He's not that guy at all. Um, and then that's the that's the scene right before the raindrops keep falling on my head scene. Um, because the next morning that's when Butch shows up with the bike and like it looks severely out of place on a bicycle, which is really funny. And then later he leaves the bike when they go to Bolivia and makes like a, a joke about it. Um. I, I, I just, there's so many, this is all like the first part of the film. This is definitely the most fun part of the film uh, for me, but um, it, not to say there isn't fun parts in the later stuff, but the later stuff definitely gets a lot more serious when they're suddenly on the run and they, they find themselves uh, trying to uh, make a living. I mean, there's a lot of humor with them learning the language in Bolivia. They're trying to learn how to speak Spanish to rob things. And then um, uh, the, the guy who hires them to like guard the money and like, he keeps insulting them. Like he's hired these two like outlaws essentially. And, He's not afraid to like talk crap to them. I, I love when they're like, he's like, what are y'all doing? He's like, we're, we're protecting. He's like, they're not going to rob us here. You idiots. We're going to wait till we get the money. And then they're going to rob us. Like, what's wrong with you? Yeah. I'm like, that's a fair point. He makes a really valid point. <laughs> like you'd be the worst robbers in the world to rob the yeah. people before they have the money you're after. So um, yeah, but I, I just, I adore this movie. I think it's, it's super fun. Um, it is a little tragic, I guess, uh, right? Because they're they're doomed from the beginning. Um, but uh, is there anything yeah. specific you want to bring up? Um, the only thing that I didn't like about this movie is I don't like in the middle when they're deciding when they're traveling to Bolivia and it's all of these like sepia tone photos and stuff. Yeah, I, I mean they're like classic montage kind of inter- Yeah, I didn't feel like it needed to be that long. Um. And I just think that they're fun to watch on the screen, like, interacting. So, um, yeah, I kind of got the feeling when uh, when Etta went home that, you know, wasn't mm. going to be a good ending, I guess. 
and the people following them are just relentless. Which, I right, mean, they like, do it, steal money and stuff, which is not good, but they try not to hurt people. Well, that, or, which like, they establish with the guy on the train, which is one of my favorite robbery scenes, like, in a movie, because <laughs> the guy won't give up. And then as soon as they hurt him, like, Butch is right there to check on him, too. He's like, you okay? Like, why would you do this? Like, we didn't want to injure you. It's but not you, paying like, you enough. <laughs> Yeah, like, yeah, it's almost like if you put that into context now, like if like, like an Uber driver was like really, def- or not a, like an Uber Eats guy was like really defensive of your McDonald's over like someone's trying to hold him up and they're like, give me your McDonald's. Like, no, man, you know, Corey ordered this and Please she's hungry. McDonald's. <laughs> yeah, just like take, give the guy the food. But um, <laughs> yeah, but then the second time when they rob him and he's like, oh, no. And it's like. <laughs> Oh, uh, they open the door this time. Yeah, yeah, and uh, like there's this friendship. Hey, I'm glad you're okay. Like, uh, but then he's reinforced the safe, and he's like, and then the safe, the explosion. That scene when the train explodes there is so intense. Like, I was watching it this time, and I was like, man, I can't. I know it was probably a stunt double that's standing there for uh, Redford and, and Newman, but like the fire blast looks like it's right, right next to them. Like, I don't know if it's you know if they like. I have to. I, I kind of want to look up a behind the scenes to see if there's anything about that film because it looked real risky there. And um, I, I just I, that scene's great for so many reasons, but it, at the end, like the, the payoff of that explosion is intense. Even the way that they trick him to get him to open the door, they grab yeah. that lady and then they start acting like they're her, like talking like it's her speaking, which was pretty funny too. It's just all these people that keep coming in contact with them and have no idea who they're coming in contact with and just yeah, you know? no clue. <laughs> Acting like badasses, I guess. Which is like, uh, that, this movie's just so good in so many ways. Because um, those are all like the, the the humor that's there is great. But then again, um, that kind of stuff pays off later. Uh, one thing I learned, and I was kind of mad because I've watched this movie a couple times and it never clicked until this time. But one of the guys that's tracking them's name is LaForce. And he is known for this like white hat and they kind of describe it. I don't even know if you see the hat. I think they just describe the it, hat. It does. Uh, it looks like one of those weird straw boat hats. Like, I don't right. know how to explain it. So one of my favorite movies uh, growing up, especially, I, it's probably it's still there now more for nostalgia than it is like because I think it's the best movie. But I still find it very, very funny and I still enjoy it is Mallrats. And the security guard in Mallrats name is LaForce. And he wears that freaking hat. And oh. it never clicked that Kevin was giving a shout out to that that character from Butch Cassidy and Sundance Kid, which makes I, I can't deny. I mean, Smith was a movie person, too. So pulling from a famous movie makes sense. But Mallrats is his second film. Where did he sell clerks? At Sundance. And so it seems like a pretty big uh, coincidence that in, he would pay tribute to this movie a year after, uh, or maybe not a year after, two years after um, his first one sells at Sundance, uh, making him, you know, his career. I mean, he, he made Clerks for, I think, $63,000 and sold it for a million at Sundance um, to Miramax. Like, it was a big turnaround. Not the biggest, because just, uh, I think, a year before or the same year, um, El Mariachi from Robert Rodriguez that he made for $7,000 sells for over a million dollars. Um, and it is a Guinness Book of World Record uh, profit margin or something like that for um, a, a film because of the low budget. I forget all of the requirements for the, the Guinness record, but Rodriguez does have one um, for El Mariachi. But uh, I do think it's a cool nod that I, again, I've seen this movie twice and never clicked. And then this time I'm like, wait a minute. That sounds a lot like the security guard's hat. And his name is like LaFleur's because Jay is like, you don't know who LaFleur's is? They don't know who LaFleur's is because he's this like legendary lawman who's going to even Jay and Silent Bob are afraid of. And I was like, wow, how did I not pick that up the other two times? Because I've seen Mallrats. I mean, I, I have no idea how many times I've seen that movie, but it's a lot. It's it's far too many. I can almost quote the movie verbatim if I'm watching it kind of thing. You know, it is a favorite of mine. Um, it was the first Kevin Smith movie I saw. Uh, and ultimately, the reason why I knew started thinking about directors in a different way was my introduction to Kevin Smith. Why I often list him as a favorite, because... He was like the first one I, I was like, hey, this is a Kevin Smith movie. And I like the way Kevin Smith tells jokes. Um, but um, that that's I, I just I think this movie is one that even people who are maybe on the fence about Westerns. Um, and this is it's not a true Western in a lot of ways because of like the time period it comes out. Um, I think it just makes the cutoff for the genre to still qualify as a Western and not as a revisionist. Um, but it does some weird stuff like with the the music. Because there's another uh, song in the latter half of the film that's not a traditional Western song. I think it's by the same artist that did the uh, Raindrops Keep Falling on My Head. I can't recall for sure now. Um, and then, uh, you know, 
they they leave the west they go to bolivia which is not usually part of a western um usually you're in the west uh hence the name but um but yeah i i really enjoy this film it is sad that they uh they go out with we assume they go out with a you know a hail of gunfire it, it does we get the freeze frame cut to black um scene with the the audio continues and we're we're left to assume that they've been killed i mean if not that would be quite an impressive comeback because they were really really outnumbered um and already hurt uh they don't both have been shot already but um when, when uh sundance gets shot it's real brutal it kills me because like how he like twists and drops his gun you're like no what is going on but um i am glad etta left just so that she wasn't a victim of that that sequence as well uh, she told him she wasn't going to sit around and watch him die yeah. which she said that earlier in the movie i think yeah I, that's why I, i'm always a little surprised that she goes with him especially because he's kind of mean about it he is he's like it's that you know um get out of here dog i don't want you anymore kind of moment i i think i think that's what he's going for is like I don't think he wants her to come because he knows there's a lot at, at risk because I want to believe he's a good guy, like all the way through. Yeah. And um, that's what I, that's why I, I want to interpret it that way. He may just be a jerk. I don't think so. Um, I also want to say that I love the scene where they're finally telling each other their real names because they obviously have some backstory and they've been hanging out for a long time, but they don't even know each other's real names <laughs> at the saloon or whatever. That part's funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, are you for real? Like, yeah. What's Long yours? Box. And it's like Longbow. Long yeah, <laughs> it yeah. That's great. Um, I, I enjoy them very, very much. Um, and, and again, this it it holds up after multiple viewings, which is also a really great sign because some movies don't. Like some movies, you're like, all right, I've seen it, I'm good. Uh, this movie it has enough of the the bromance comedy element and the action of the western that it just merges really really well. Um, and rewatching it is a, is a joy. Um, when I watched the class that I got to show this to, uh, I would have taught it again this year and I wasn't able to um, because it was not available on the streaming service I was using when we were when we were studying westerns. But um, I I paired this with Shane mm. and Shane's a much more traditional western. Uh, even though it's at the the tail end of the the West, and that's you know Shane's like the outlaws are are fading, which is still kind of that correlates here, but there's enough of a difference for them to kind of take the the two and and uh, you know see how it goes. Where this year we watch Shane, and then we watch No Country for Old Men, which is a neo revisionist Western um, that you know isn't technically a Western because it's outside of the the era of the Old West, but it it plays on all of the tropes of the genre in a very unique and cool Coen brother way. So it was a cool uh, juxtaposition to teach those two together. But I do hope to teach Butch Cassidy again in the near future um, when things hopefully return to some sense of normality. And I have all of my movies and all of the kids at the same time, because that's the problem. Like I own so many of the movies that I would teach, but they're not, they're not available to like show anywhere. Like if they're not with me, I can't just play the movie kind of thing. So it, it resulted in me having to find some alternatives to that this year, which has been great um, in other ways, but it is limited. I only have so many movies to choose from, which in, in other ways, it does push me to like make up some different decisions because I'm like, well, I don't have my extensive library and collection that I've been amassing over my 38 years of life. I only have 200 movies to choose from versus like 2000 and um, which it's always shocking when I realize like I do have like 2000 movies like readily available at any one time. And that's insane. And I still pay for Netflix and HBO and Hulu and Amazon. So it's like, what, what, how do you need all the things? Um, but that's, uh, I, I'm, I'm good. Do you have anything else you want to add? I think Alexa's about to talk. Stop Alexa. No. Okay. Um, anything else you want to add? No. Then for me, I think it's pretty obvious. I think this is a must see movie. I do also. Yeah. I think because hey. what you say is right. You don't have to be a fan of Westerns to enjoy it. Yeah. This one, it, it hits the Western genre perfect, but it's got other things in it. And it, it's definitely not a, with maybe the exception of the montage to Bolivia is not a slow movie um, in, in any way. I don't think, I think it, it's paced pretty well and things are constantly happening. Um, you do take a little break with the, the picture montage, but it's fun. Isn't it like two hours and 17 minutes? I, I think it is. I, was, uh, I saw that and I was like, ugh, but it goes fast. Yeah, it does not feel like it at all, which is surprising. Because um, some Westerns can really drag that, that runtime uh, into the ground. I, I was starting to feel that way about um, The Good and the Bad and the Ugly, which is like three hours. But that movie, it, it does not. It it. When I started thinking this is, um, oh no, it's only uh, 111 minutes um, for this movie. So that's just under two. Oh, sorry guys. Um, but uh, nevertheless, um, that's our review of Butch Cassidy. And this concludes the Bromance Month.
I, I think overall pretty successful. I, I liked uh, three of the four movies. Ah, Bill. Um, John said hi. <laughs> uh, so um, I like three of the four movies. I, I didn't. I didn't hate Tango and Cash, but um, I I I really like uh, Kurt Russell in Tango and Cash. I like Cash. I, I could do without the tank. Oh, no. I like them together, though. Yeah, I, I did. The bromance ended up working for me by the end of the movie. I definitely believe that they were, uh, you know, buddies. Um, but if we're done with one month, we must look to the next. And for the month of March, we're pulling up a, a, a topic that was, at one point was going to become a podcast. And may still, who knows? Um, but it's ca- we're calling the month of March 2021 Jonesin or Indies. Uh, that's a play on Indiana Jones, if those of you out there are getting it. But um, Jones and for Indies, this is going to be our theme where we're looking at independent films that, again, we haven't seen. That is the always staple of the movie club brand is that one of the one of us have not seen or at least have not seen it in a adult mind um, of the movies that we are watching. So uh, we're going to go ahead and look ahead. What are we going to watch for the month of March? I get first pick um, because of how February worked out. And I have picked a, a David Lynch film that I've been meaning to get to for a really long time, Blue Velvet. Corey has followed it up uh, with a movie I have seen only once, but I'm very, very excited to see. And I have to admit, there's a scene in the film that I will not reveal that I have rewatched at least five times um, because I love the scene so much. I think it's one of the funniest scenes, uh, especially with John Favreau. And it's interesting because this is the second pairing of Favreau and Vince Vaughn in um, Swingers. Because they did uh, Favreau's film Made together not long before that. Um, But this is not directed by Favreau. Swingers is actually directed by Doug Lyman, who you might know as the director of Edge of Tomorrow, uh, The Born Identity, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, uh, the kind of not loved movie Jumper, um, Go, which is a really cool movie. If you haven't seen Go, I think you'd like Go quite a bit. American Made with with Tom Cruise, and then uh, very recently his HBO straight to HBO movie uh, Locked Down with Anne Hathaway and Chia Chia I always butcher his name. I am so sorry. Um, which that movie did not get good reviews because it's a it's a pandemic movie, a lockdown movie. Um, it's a heist movie during a lockdown. If I'm if I'm not mistaken, that sounds stressful. Um, I haven't watched it, but I've heard not great things. But um, then I this is a movie I've also been meaning to get to for so long is Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. Um, I bought this. I'm pretty sure I bought this in 2016 when I started Burke Reviews, and I've been meaning to get to this. Um, I've never seen this movie, but I've seen one scene uh, from the film, but also I've seen that scene parodied and redone in other films. Um, stars, I didn't even realize Al Pacino was in this. I knew Alec Baldwin was in this. Jack uh, Jack Lemon, Alan Arkin, Ed Harris, Kevin Spacey. Oh, man. Yeah. Jonathan Price. Um, but the cast, and at the time, Kevin Spacey, you know, very good actor. I don't, does this predate? Um, American Beauty? Usual, oh. usual Suspects. No, it definitely predates American Beauty. American Beauty is 99. Um, I, I think it might predate Usual Suspects. Usual Suspects. I was just looking at that movie. That's what I, then I am correct. It predates it. That's what I'm saying. 95 for Usual Suspects. So this oh, is like a really, really early uh, Kevin, Kevin Spacey film. Um, it might be one of his earliest films. When's this Confidential? Yeah, no, wow. Wow, Confidential is 97? Oh. Yeah, this has got to be one of his earliest. Uh, not his earliest, because there's a couple other ones. Nope. Dang, this, some of these movies are really throwing me off with their dates. But either way, so this was before we knew how awful Kevin Spacey was. Um, but this movie, I've always heard great things. I've been meaning to get to it forever. So I'm excited to finally check this one off of my gap list. And then a movie technically that I have seen, but I don't... I, I honestly don't know if I watched the entire thing when I was a kid, but I definitely... Uh, know the twist nobody tell Corey. she has no clue we're watching the crying game to end our jonesing for indies arguably one of the most successful indie films of all time it, it is uh it, it won a lot of awards i don't think maybe box office successful but it definitely won a lot of awards that year has an iconic moment in cinema history from 1992 um so yeah i'm, I'm super excited for march i think march is going to be a really great month because again while i i believe i saw a crying game i would have saw it in like 93 probably right before the oscars because i know my mom had rented it and um i watched it either then and again i don't think i watched all of it but i, I did see the big twist so i have at least seen that scene um, and I am I'm looking forward to actually watching the movie and, and understanding what is happening for uh, this time around, because I definitely don't think I did then. Um, not a lot of big names in this movie. Uh, directed by Neil Jordan, stars Stephen Ray, Jay Davidson, Miranda Richardson, and then Forrest Whitaker is the biggest name that I know. Isn't Miranda um, Richardson, isn't she from Sex and the City? Miranda Richardson, why does that sound? I could be wrong. Uh, she's in a couple of Harry Potter movies. Um, mm-hmm. 
and the Phantom of the Opera movie we watched. Oh God! Oh no! Um, so bad. No, she's not who I was thinking. No, she's in Fred Claus. I've seen that too. There's a Vince Vaughn connection. Um, so I'm the worst. I, you know, I don't know. Um, oh, she's the stepmom in Sleepy Hollow. Ah, yes, yes, yes. Um, okay, totally know who that is. The only movie that I've seen already, but I've only seen it once, and I should definitely watch it now again. Anyway, uh, Blue Velvet. Ah, I, I have not seen it. I'm, I know it's going to be a tough watch. Um, but I am, I'm excited to get to it because I've, I've been working through the Lynch filmography. I still got a few left uh, on my gap list from him, but that's probably the, the one that I'm the most aware of. Like I, I, Dune is one I know I should watch um, because Mike, our, our old buddy, Mike is a big fan of Lynch and he, he likes that version of Dune. He's a big fan of that series, I think uh, in general. Um, and with the new one coming out, I should probably make an effort to have watched the original uh, film. And then I basically just need to see wild at heart and lost highway. Um, I don't know. I see. I can't tell. Cause some of his movies are like documentaries and there's a lot of shorts. So I don't know for sure which of these, there's so many things on this list. But those are, I'm trying to check off the big ones. I've seen Eraserhead. I've seen Mulholland Drive. I've seen The Elephant Man. Um, I've seen the Twin Peaks movie. I've seen the first series. I've not watched the re-series that just came out a couple of years ago, whatever you call it, the uh, the Return series. Yeah, the revival is probably what I was trying to say. Um, so I need to probably do that at some point. But because um, I heard good things about it, but I just never got to. I don't. I think it was on Showtime, and I didn't have Showtime. So. Um, but yeah, so listeners, we'll be back uh, in March of 2021 with our new theme of Jones and for Indies. Uh, all the movies will be independent from an independent studio that one of us or both of us have not seen. So uh, feel free to watch them and listen. And we'd love to hear from you. So you can reach out to us on social media. I'm at Burke Reviews and Corey. At Corey, our star, two R's on the end. We ask if you like what we're doing that you take just a minute on whatever podcast service you are using to rate and review us because it helps us find new listeners. Um, check out BurkeReviews.com for my reviews and hopefully we're, I'm looking to uh, add some more content in the near future. But um, if you aren't already subscribed to the Bloody Awesome Movie Podcast or to uh, Movie Astrology, the two podcasts I do with my buddy from WhatIWatchTonight.co.uk, Matt, um, please do because I, I like those podcasts. I think we do a lot of a lot of fun stuff on those that is completely different from what we do with Movie Club. Um, but it's a, a fun adventure. I've mentioned Movie Club a lot. The last, or I'm sorry, I've mentioned Movie Astrology a lot. The last couple of episodes of Movie Club because uh, I'm doing a lot of watching, prepping for that. Uh, we are going to be dropping the 1985 episode sometime in March. Um, it's a monthly podcast, and uh, you get to hear a Berkoscope, which is me dubbing the year, the year of something, and then giving you your horoscope if you happen to be born in that year. Um, Matt swears by it. Matt loves them. Um, they're always just a bunch of movie references from the movies of that year, but, you know, it's fun. Um, little little secret, uh, if, you, if you're a double listener, you listen to both shows, the last episode of astrology, I had forgotten to write the astrology. So I was literally talking to the stars and I still managed to pull it <laughs> off. Um, so, uh, this one, but yeah, needs yeah. to be real good. Yeah. I'm going to have a real to important here. Well, it's going to have something to do with, uh, doc and Marty for sure. Cause yes. one of my all time favorite films. So, all right, listener, that's it. Keep safe. And most importantly, keep watching movies. This has been a Burke Reviews podcast, burkereviews.com.